Uh, it's always great to uh, to sing and worship. And I, I think uh, that sounded really good today. Did you hear everybody here? Did, did you hear that up here? I, mean, I was like, this is good. You guys give yourselves a hand for, for just uh, some beautiful singing. But, you know, the singing that we do isn't just to create a nice uh, sound. It's to, um, to really give our praise to God. And I'm just so grateful that every week we can really take words that maybe we can't articulate in our own way. But we read them on screen. It just helps us to express that to God. And, and uh, I'm so grateful uh, for that. Um, just thank uh, Chris and Ashley, too. I mean, here's this great couple that's been just serving us for so long and just uh, always leading us in worship. Give them a hand of appreciation. Absolutely. And I also meant to say earlier, so glad to have Lindsay back. Lindsay was in Germany. We Remember we greeted her on a podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, she was really surprised by that. Uh, and, and now she's back home. So we're glad to have you back here at, at One. Lindsay, welcome, welcome back home. Well, uh, today we begin a new series, and... Um, Whenever we start a new series, it's an exciting time to refocus on something else. But, but this, this series is, uh, is not going to be a typical series. Um, it's not going to be these polished mes- messages, not that they ne- really ever are. But it's not just about, here's this thing I want you to think about and go home. What we're going to do over the next five, six weeks is the messages are going to be a part of a journey. And what's going to happen here on Sunday mornings is that you are going to be part of a journey with One Community Church. So this isn't just come participate, hear what's happening. It's be a part of what's going on in the life of One. And we're going to be taking six-week journey into the next chapter that's being written at One. And so you get to be a part of that if you choose. And that's going to be part of the challenge. Now, if you were on, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook, uh, you or you're friends with me, and if you're not, be friends with me, and you can hear stuff about happening in the life of One or our church. Um, and I was saying we got some exciting news to share today, and, and I'm going to get to that and what that's all about. Um, but first, I just kind of need to take some, some steps back. And through this movie series that we just recently did, um, we've heard great stories, right? I mean, always very inspiring stories, neat things that are happening in the life of the main characters. And even a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what goes into a great story. What makes a great story? And if, if your life were to be, to be written, would anybody want to read that book? If there was a movie about your life, would anyone want to watch it? Well, there's another story being written, and it's one about one community church. And we are now five and a half years old, and and we've had some some pretty exciting things being written. Times where I've gotten to tell our story, times where articles and things have been written about our church, and uh, and there's been some great chapters. We began years ago, uh, five, six years ago, uh, with a dream, with a vision for what is one community church. And when when I sit here this morning, or when when I hear this worship, there are times where I just think, God, you've assembled a body of people who are seeking to know you. And when I hear that worship, I say, there's a church that has been birthed here in this community, and that's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And we've had some great chapters in the story. If you think about the book, the story of one community church, you think about some great chapters, and some of you have not been a part of the early chapters. You're just here a week, a month, a year, a few years, some of you almost from the beginning. And and we would write chapters of stories like, oh, remember when we... Worshipped at the at the uh, at Santan Flat outdoors, or remember, there's this chapter we where we were where we would write. That's hard to say. Where we would write, where we a chapter that was written about meeting at a sports bar or being at the you know at the at the golf course or doing 37 minute church. We'd have chapters written by people saying those 80 baptisms that have happened at one community church in the life of um, these years have transformed lives. And there'd be chapters written about those things. There'd be t- we'd have a great chapter committed to how God has blessed us with this house and with this property. I mean, we are sitting in a miracle. I mean, it's literally an amazing story. I got to tell it again this last week to somebody, and they said, that's just absolutely amazing. And if you don't know the story, I'll tell it to you sometime, and you'll hear it again. But uh, great stories have been written. Chapters have been written. The reality is, though, in the last year, year and a half, 
there's been more challenges. And they're the kind of parts of the story where, I don't know, they're not fun to write when you're the main character or when you're part of the main characters in the story, right? They're great to read about. They make for great drama. But what we heard and what we know in great stories is there has to be opposition to overcome. There are challenges that come. There's shaping that happens in the characters of the story. And as painful as those times are, they're part of what makes us who we are. And I've got to say over this last year and a half, um, there's been more shaping going on in my life than I would ever want to have. But I know it's something that God has been taking me through, and I believe he's been taking our church through, and he's been taking some of you through that process. And so when I think about our church and I think about um, what we've gone through, there have been some, 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 some chapters that I would say, you know, in the course of the last year and a half, um, maybe we've, we've lost some of our focus. We've lost some of our, our energy. We've lost some of the edge of what has made One Community Church so special in the, in the early years, especially that really gave us that clarity of, of where we we're heading. And we've taken some hits. We've taken some losses. The economy has been a part of the factor. I mean, there's so many things going into it. We've had our financial challenges. And what, what has happened is we've circled the wagons. You guys know why, why, you know, why the, what that means, right? When you circle the wagons, the idea is, you know, you're not heading on the pioneering adventure anymore. When the, when the settlers headed out west, it, for the evenings, they'd circle the wagons. And, and what circling the wagons does is protected, you know, the, it protected the, um, the travelers, the settlers, the pioneers from outside threats. It created a space for them. It, it created safety and, 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 and rest. And at times when we've uh, come under attack or when we felt like things were tough, we circled the wagons. And that's a good thing. But unfortunately, I think we started making some ruts, and the wagons kind of got stuck. And at times, some wagons have left, and our wagon count became smaller. And so we formed a tighter circle of wagons. And what happens when you do that is uh, we, there's no forward progress. There isn't movement. And, and I'm here to confess to you this morning that I've kind of been in a funk for a while. And um, it's just the reality of what it is. I wish it wouldn't be. I wish I wouldn't have to say that. But the reality was I, it's just I, I've gotten in this, we've gotten into a pattern and we feel like we've kind of been stuck at some level. And, and really what's also happened is it's kind of become a, uh, a pity party. I've had a pity party. You guys want to join my pity party? Are pity parties fun to join? <laughs> you said that way too quick there, Tim. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. And, and, and at some level there's just been this, uh, this feeling of, you know, some things are unraveling, there's, things are being difficult. I'm just telling you, this is some of what, what's been going on. And, and what is done in some levels is paralyzed forward movement. And I, I also need to say that in the last several weeks, especially, um, God's really been doing a work in, in my life, in my heart, in Shannon's life, in our hearts, and as we think about one, as we think about the future. And I just feel an, a renewed sense of, of optimism, a renewed sense of commitment, of hope, and and somehow it's kind of like if you've ever gone through depression or been depressed for a while, it just kind of feels like the cloud is lifting and that there's a sense of, um, again, hope and optimism. And all of a sudden the things that seemed to be difficult and challenging all of a sudden now are like, wait, there's great opportunity here. There's great possibilities. When I think about the place where we started the church from, there was just a handful of us, that some that barely knew. I mean, there's some people I'd met in the community for a week or two. I was like, good enough. I kind of know you. Help us start the church. And we had, we had very few people and we had lots of money. That's a dangerous combination. <laughs> money helps you do a lot of stuff and it allowed us, but we had few people and we were able to launch the church in a pretty amazing way and seen some great things happen over the years. Now here we are five and a half years later. We have lots more people and we have no money. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, I'd rather be in this place. 
I would much, much rather be in this place because the power is with the people. And the power is in people that are committed and focused on what God wants to do. And what I want to talk about today is um, we're continuing to write the story that is One Community Church. And the beautiful thing is we get to have a part in authoring it. We get to have a, a, a say in how this story unfolds. Now, there are always circumstances beyond our control. But what we can choose to do is begin to chart a course and say, we're heading down that path. We're, we're breaking camp. Uncircle the wagons. I'm here to tell you this morning, my wagon is pulling out onto the trail, okay? And if somebody wants to join with me, and I know we've got others with me, we're heading down a new path. And the chapter that I want to write, I want to entitle it, Come Back. Anyone want to write that chapter? Come Back. And, um, and there's something exciting even as you watch the Olympics and as you um, hear stories of people that maybe they were down and out. Maybe the count was, you know, it's getting to be one, two, three. They're counting them down, ten, nine, eight. Is it, are they going to get up? And man, when they get up, it's exciting. And when they come back and they fight to live, and, and to live another day, that's what we're about. And that's what I want to share with you today. How is the comeback happening? The pity party's over. We're not circling the wagons anymore. We're moving forward. You guys excited to hear about what's coming up? Alright. This is about doing this together. And God's taught me some, some pretty imp- important lessons um, that, that, that are too many this morning to get into. But, but one is, too much of the church has been about me. I'll just say it like that. Too much of the church has been about me, about Mark. And, and sometimes that's hard when you start something. You feel a lot of ownership and it has to be this way and go this way and, and be about these things. And, um, and, and in this past year, God's really been saying, you know what, don't, you can't go this alone. This isn't your church. Um, and this isn't just, I don't want you guys saying, Mark, what, what do you want? What does Mark want? I want to do a lot of, I want you to think, what are we about? And, and you guys have ideas. You have thoughts. You have passions, things that you want to contribute. And I want to be a part of that. And, and it's been great because over the last, um, several weeks and months, we've, we've pulled together a team of leaders. We've called it the uh, transition team as we're figuring out What's next? We had a great meeting yesterday. And uh, if you're part of that transition team, I would just like you to stand up real quick uh, if, you're, if you're scattered around here. Go ahead and, yeah, some of you guys, just kind of look around um, who, who some of these folks are. Go ahead. You're allowed to look at them. I know it's always weird. Like, I'm looking around. Go ahead. You, just need, to know, you need to know who's on, who, who, who's part of this group. I think you'll find um, among this group very, thank you guys, very respected leaders, people who've had a big investment in the life of our church, and I know others of you have as well. But uh, we, we're, we're looking at what's the next course? How are we charting the course for what's next? And, and I want you to think here, for these next six weeks, we're going to do some preparation work for, for what's coming up. And so I want you to put on your calendars. Now, now I'm got me all September 16th. That's where the 16th came from. September 16th. I want you to mark this day on your calendars and write it down, circle it. This is Go Sunday. I don't know what that means, but I'll tell you. I mean, Go Sunday. What does that mean? Go Sunday. This is a day that we are targeting to, to really begin to, to chart a new course. And the preparation phase begins now. And here's what I want to see happen by September 16th. There's, there's several things that need to happen. First of all, there's, there's two components. There's an internal component and an external part. Component sounds, some of you guys check out when you hear component. So let me rephrase the word. There's, there's some stuff we need to do internally, and there's things we need to focus on externally. We need to focus on becoming internally stronger as a church. And so I want to talk to you about what that means. And the other thing is we have to get our vision and our focus back to reaching the community and the people that we are called to reach and, and what we've been about as a church from day one. And so I want to share with you how that's going to look or at least what our plan is. And then today I want to get some real key uh, feedback from you guys. You guys have those cards that you were all handed when you came in. Make sure you have one of those. And if you didn't get one, it's like a half sheet of paper. Did you guys get one if you didn't get one? Uh, questions on the front and back. 
We're going to give you some time um, a little bit later on to actually, without me talking, to be able to fill this stuff out. But, um, but this is feedback we're going to want from you guys, what we want um, to help us move forward. But let me tell you what, what we're looking at doing over the next few weeks. Internally, we, we've, we've, again, had our challenges, and we've had teams that have kind of been debilitated during some of these, this turnover and, and, and things that have happened. We are rebuilding teams at One Community Church. Because if we don't have a, a strong team structure and a broad ownership from all of you guys here to say in some way I'm investing and pouring into one, it's going to be a couple of staff people trying to make it happen and a few volunteers that are involved in every area of the church. And there comes a point in time where that just does not work. And so we're rebuilding teams. We've got some key team leaders in place. You're going to be hearing more about what that looks like and how you can be a part of that next week. But I want you to begin thinking in terms of how are we going to be a part of, of what's happening in the life of one. Now, now moving forward to September um, 16th, we want to be in a new location. We may be back at Mountain Vista School. We don't know if that's one of the options. We're, I was supposed to have talked with them this last week, but it got bumped, so hopefully this next week we'll have conversation. But we might be in a different location, but we know we can't continue to meet in here. One, because my vision and our vision and, and what we've always been called to as a church doesn't fit in this building. You guys understand that? It doesn't fit here because we're already filled out here for two services, and we can add a third, and we're willing to do that. And the other thing is we're, we're not ready to meet in this place for this kind of stuff because there's things we have to do to the building with permits and codes and things like that. So we're kind of just transitioning here, but we need to find another location. So on that day, we want to, and we want to go public with, with what we're doing. But in preparation for that day, we want to get our teams and our structure in place. And so we, we uh, are ready to do what we need to do when when uh, we reach out to other people, when we're serving, doing children's ministry, our hosting, our setup and tear down, worship, band, our small groups, our outreach to the community, we need the church uh, mobilized to be a part of that. And I think that's going to be an exciting, exciting opportunity. Now, what we also need internally is to think about who we are as a church. How do we either, I don't want us to just get back to who we were, but get, get really embrace who we are as a church. And I feel like something as we've circled the wagons, We've gotten into a protective mindset that just says, let's, uh, you know, let's try to uh, survival mode. And when you get into survival mode, sometimes it's very hard to survive. That's the irony of it, right? You try to survive, 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 and then you're, you're losing the direction. And what you see on the screen here, live, love. This little phrase, these two little words, you're going to hear over and over and over again. Because what, what we really want to focus on more is on people and what we're trying to do and to be love in action. And, and honestly, sometimes we've gotten overly concerned about the church itself. The church needs to be the byproduct of what we're called to do. When we're loving people, when we're, we're, we're living beyond ourselves, when we're sacrificing, when we're giving, when we're living love, the church begins to grow and people become a, want to be a part of that. And, and so we want to see the growth of the church and what happens at the church as a byproduct of us living out the love of Christ. And so you're going to hear what that means very much so over the next several weeks and we're going to find ways to continue to, to live that in the community. And let's think about a song, you know, we were singing earlier, but Mark uh, chapter uh, 21, verses 30 to 31, the great commandment, or the great uh, commandments, and, and Jesus is being asked, what's, what's the uh, most important commandment? What does he say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So this is about living out love. I mean, with everything, every fiber of our being, everything we have, we live that love to God. And we love God in, in that capacity. But he says there's an equal one, and it's equally as important, the commandment. He says it's love your neighbor as yourself. 
And it's love that goes to God, love that reaches out to others. And when we get back to that focus, and instead of being protecting and worrying about who we are in our church and this kind of stuff, let's be about the love of Christ all in. It takes all of us to, to do that. And so this is the um, vision. This is where we're heading. I know it's all-encompassing, and you'll hear more in the weeks to come, but, but it's about being that kind of church. Now, some specific things that are going to happen in the, in, as we build up to uh, September 26th I already, or 16th, I mentioned that um, we're going to be looking for a different location. But when we get to that, it's basically we want to do an external thing that gives our whole church a facelift. Okay, I've never had a facelift, but I imagine that if I got one or I needed one, I would feel better on the other side of it. I'd be like, look, I, I feel different. I feel uplifted. Um, so so what, we wanted to, what we're going to do is we're going to be a new location. We're going to redo our, our signage. We're going to redo our website. We're going to even give you a t-shirt that says live, no, you have to buy one. A live love t-shirt. Um, but it's not, you know, those are trite little things, but they're important because it's about presenting a fresh face again to one. After, after five, six years, sometimes I've said to folks, I feel like our signs look. <laughs> have you ever seen, well, we haven't been putting our signs out the last couple of weeks because they point to the different wrong location. But you know, after five years, they got a little beat up, they're a little bit scarred, they're, they're, they're tattered, there's some sign, you know, some patches that are coming off, and and it's like this is not the image we want to we want to put out there. We are alive, and God is working through us. And like I said, we've got a body of people here that I believe are very committed, and you guys are excited about uh, being a part of this church. And and I feel at times I've held you back. The funk that I've been in, the question and the and the process that I've been going through, um, has just kind of paused a lot of stuff. And I want to again say that I'm ready to move forward and to get us going in this direction. And uh, and and. For you guys to be a part of that, and, uh, and like I said, we're we're gonna we're gonna roll out some of these things. I'm really excited about September 15th, the the day before. Um, you know, we're in a new location. We're gonna have a live love day, and it's just gonna be a day where we are gonna find ways, and you're gonna come up with ideas and how we can live love and share that in the community and just uh, infuse Santan Valley, Queen Creek, with the love of Christ. And I think we're gonna find that God is gonna be honored, and we're gonna see some pretty amazing things happen. What I want you to do now for the next uh, few minutes, we're going to do a little uh, countdown timer here, and, and we'll see if that gets too long or too short, but I want you to pull out that, that card. And uh, if you've got a card, and young and old alike, I want you to fill that out. Um, because while this is kind of a general direction, there are many specifics that we don't have answered. And as these teams and team leaders meet, we want to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling positively, because if you're here and this is your church home, there are reasons for that. There's things that, that you feel here that you want to continue having, and I believe other people will feel that same way. We want to know what those are. The backside is a little scary, but I'm excited about it because it asks the tough questions that many of us don't ever talk about. But you know where you talk about them? In the car on the way home. <laughs> you talk about them in a restaurant. <laughs> you talk about them when you're sitting with your friends. It doesn't do us any good if we don't know some of these questions. And so this is anonymous. You don't have to, so that it's, you can be as completely honest as you can and um, and just share with us what you're feeling. If there are things that you think could improve, there's things that you don't like, things you wish there were more of, less of, things that would make me a better leader, things that annoy you about stuff I do, let me know because the thing is you're feeling it anyway and you're thinking it anyway and you've got these ideas, so let's let's get them out and let's share with them and let that become part of the fabric of how we make some of our decisions going forward. So get some, uh, got a few minutes, uh, doesn't have to be elaborate, but just give us your thoughts, and, um, and I'll give you a few minutes to do that with some traveling music. 
All right. Well, I know some of you may want still some more time, and and you can take some time maybe afterward uh, before you go home to uh, to process that. And um, you can just uh, we'll, what we'll do is we'll just have them. We'll put a chair or put something. I don't know where can we collect them. I didn't think about that part. Uh, we could put them in the. Okay, great. Grace will stand. You hand them to Grace, or you can stick them in the offering box, fold them in half. We'll just uh, collect them all in there, and and we'll have our handwriting analysts um, look at them later on in the week. And, <laughs> Um, and the other thing is you're going you're gonna to go home and you're going to think, oh, there's something else that I wanted to say or that I didn't think about. We'll have more of these forms um, here next week. Um, you can also just email me if you want to, you know, if you don't mind having your, your name with that. But otherwise, we'll have the, some more of these out and you can write that down and just drop them, you know, in the offering box and, and just give us that feedback because uh, we really want to make one uh, the best place that it can be, the, the most incredible church. Um, Feedback and your your input is, is very very uh, important to us. So thanks for for taking the time and, and just being honest um, w- with us. Now when we um, when we end worship services here at one, what do we say? Always remember in Christ, we are one. We are one. What does that mean? I mean, when you what does that mean? To you? What the heck? Let's have interactive church. We got a few minutes. What does that mean to you when you say we are one? What does that mean to you? Did you ever? What does it? What does that mean? Anyone? Complete each other. What else? Unity. We are the church. What? What's mine is yours. Family. <laughs> okay, using our individual gifts. Yeah, there's something. There's something beautiful. I think about that phrase and that commitment is that that though we're many, though we're different, we come together as one. And if there's ever a time for us to really rise up as the church and to be one, this is the time. I think it's, it's interesting if we say, always remember Christ, we are one, but then we go and we just be individual the whole rest of our life and week and, and don't really participate and, and, and invest. What are, we, what are we saying? There's something powerful that happens when we come together as one. And, and I've really been taking, again, time to reflect on what, what does it mean to be the church and, and who are we as a church and what, what, we're not against other churches. That's not our that's not our competition. Not at all. We bless other churches. I'm good friends with other pastors in, in town here. We're on the same team. What what are we here for? What what's our purpose? What's our calling? I mean, we've always talked about being a church for people who don't like church, right? I mean that's been a big part of us because we we realize we want to be the church that, that really steps across the barriers and reaches across and breaks down those barriers that says, Come, be a part and let us be a part of your life and, and, and for, for us to engage the community in that way. But as I think about what are what are we against? What what are we really? What do we stand for? And what do we? What are we against? You know, some things that I thought about. We're in a fight. We're in a battle. We're you know what? We're in a battle against eternal hopelessness, debilitating guilt, destructive addictions, crushed views of self. This is why we are here as a church because we're for forgiveness. We're for freedom. We're for peace. We're for hope. You know, what we're against against rampant materialism, consumption. Self-absorption. You guys ever see any of that stuff in our in our culture, in our world? We're for being light and love and this freedom from some of those things that that, that come. We're against deteriorating families, hollow marriages, fruitless marriages, families filled with strife. We're for an unshakable core foundation in families. We're for restoring marriages on the foundation of Christ. I mean, these are this is why we exist as a church. This is why we come together. I'm so against the corruption of morals and values of the next generation. I mean, if we just turn a blind eye, 
It's going downhill. It always has been. <laughs> but this is our generation. This is our time to do something about this and for the next generation to win the hearts and souls and minds of our kids and teens. We don't just babysit children and one kids. We don't just have a party for the youth. It's about putting them in a different course and understanding the life and the plan that God has that so far exceeds anything that this world has to offer. That's why we are here. Chris mentioned it earlier, but we're against the isolation of unfulfilling individualism. Kind of. (laughs) The isolation of unfulfilling individualism. I mean, this is what this world prizes it prides itself on, but we're for rich community, relationships filled with grace and love. As J.J. said, what's mine is yours, right? This is community. We're against oppressive injustices, inequality, and suffering. I mean, as a church, that's what we're called to do, and, and we have a long way to go in learning how to do that. This isn't just about gathering on a Sunday morning and singing a song that I like and saying hi to my friend. That's important, that's great, but we're called as a church to defend the weak, the poor, the sick, the voiceless, the powerless. How do we do that? It takes a church that says, you know what, this isn't just about going to church, but it's about being the church. It's about saying, we're we're, we're really invested in this. When we say, always remember, in Christ we are one, it's the reminder that Christ is at the center. He's the one that brings the unity. He's the one that brings us together in what we are called to do. Again, I was just thinking through what, what are we called to be? What are we committed to be? And here's what I the way I want to say it. We are an ever-growing tribe of unique individuals. Ever-growing. That means that you may like it small, but God has called us to continue to reach. And we'll find ways to keep it small through groups and other ways of interacting, but we are a growing, ever-growing tribe of unique individuals. This isn't about squashing people's uniqueness and saying, you know, we're all going to kind of conform to the same thing when we say we're one. No, we're one in mission. We're one in purpose. We're one in the centrality of, of, of who Christ is, an ever-growing tribe of unique individuals who relentlessly pursue God. Boy, we forget that sometimes, don't we? We kind of get comfortable. Check, I'm in. Check, done that. I've got my faith. But that we continue to relentlessly pursue God. And what that means is that we radically devote ourselves to each other. That then we don't just say, you know, hey, I don't know you. I've been worshiping together here for forever and ever. I still just don't know who you are. That we say, you know what? This Sunday, I'm going to approach that person and say, I don't know, I forgot your name. I haven't talked to you, whatever. We relentlessly, you know, radically devote ourselves to each other. And here's another one. We undeniably conform our lives to the truth of God's Word. Undeniably conform our lives to the truth of God's Word. You know what that means? That here's God's Word, and we're going to learn to change our lives accordingly. If we just kind of come to church because we want a little bit of Jesus, we want a little bit of love, we want a little bit of hope, it's not going to happen. We have to be, you know what the undeniable part means? Is that people look at our lives, they look at our church and say, there's something undeniably different about them. I cannot deny that Christ is doing something, that their life is different. They are changing and transforming to the truth of God's word. And then we unceasingly pour love into our world. That's what this live love is all about. We, we, we pour this love out into the world that even though we may feel tired, and empty, but through the filling of God's love, we continue to pour it out to our world so that they may come to know the love and life found only in Christ. I mean, I know that's a lot of words and maybe big words or whatever, but I just it's really important to me that, that, that we get back to the essence of who we are and what we are called to do as a church. And in simple words, we've got to live love. We've got to live that out. But it's going to take all of us when we say we are one. You know what that means? Is, is that we are one. When you're one, you need to be here. 
especially over these next six weeks, I'm just going to challenge you very specifically. Every single Sunday, I mean, if you've got travel plans right now and you're heading out of town on vacation, go, relax, enjoy, recharge, do that. But don't decide on a Saturday night or on a Sunday morning if you're going to come to church. Pre-make the commitment to say, we are here. Because if we're going to be one, and we're going to walk this journey together, your presence is needed. And what you have to offer and give and, the, and, and just the, the, the body coming together creates energy, momentum. It's where the life of Christ is found in that. We're going to talk about serving and finding a place to give back and to be a part of it. We're going to talk about giving and what that takes for us because finances are an absolute part of what it takes to reach the, the world and to pay the things that we need to and to be on mission and to make a difference. It takes resources. We're going to talk about that. It's going to take inv- inviting it's going to take you sharing about our church and being a, a fan and saying, man, I want others to experience what, what we're experiencing here. And we're going to talk about what that looks like and how we love and serve our neighbors and invite them. And it's going to take a personal faith commitment for us to really say, you know what, I, this isn't just about a church and attending a club or something like that. That would be so shallow. But about personally saying, you know what, I want to recommit my life to Christ or commit my life to Christ for the first time and say, you know, this is about... Uh, us really becoming part of the body of Christ. We need your heart. We need your hand. We need your head. We need to do this together. This is my hope, and uh, and I am so excited about where we're heading over these next uh, few weeks. And if you begin this journey, again, we're not just here to listen to messages on Sunday morning. We're going to talk each week about how this journey is going to unfold. I don't know what's going to happen on September 16th. I have no idea. But what I do know is if we're faithful, and if we do our part, and we get our focus right, the story will continue to unfold and great things are going to happen uh, in the lives of us and in the life of this community. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for uh, this time this morning. I thank you for the journey you've walked us through as a church, the story that you're continuing to write. Every single one of us here in our own stories um, has some pages dedicated to this place and to this body. And Father, I just pray that you would uh, stir in our hearts, that the conversations that would flow out of our time this morning and cars driving home or over lunch or in small groups would be about how can we really uh, just ignite our church and re- just light the fire to be on mission for you. And this, the, the excitement that comes when we see the lives changed around us and, and we see the energy of, of people surrender to you and committed to one another. Father, I I just thank you for what you're doing and that you are not done with us yet, but that the best days are still ahead. And Father, that you have uh, people that you want us to to impact. Thank you for each person here. God, thank you for the way you have moved in our lives. We love you, Jesus. Together we say, Amen. Amen.